listen to that cheering listen to that cheering hello everyone hello how's it going uh welcome to abcd thank you so much for joining us this week we have a very special episode commemorating the holiday my name is omar najam but more importantly i am joined by my mother marla najam hello 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 welcome back welcome back uh you you made sandy very jealous of the popularity of your episode just so you know <laughs> <laughs> we've not heard the end of it since yeah he uh it's a daily text i get <laughs> well, i'll try very hard to not be a one-hit wonder whoa right. okay so we're not gonna pull a flock of seagulls all right <laughs> Uh, our show, ABCD American Born Chatty Daisies, is a podcast within a live stream within our lives as two American Born Daisies. It's a podduckin'. This is for anyone out there who, like us, is navigating your cultural identity and you just want to chat about it. Uh, normally, we have the podcast broken to three acts, but uh, instead, we are uh, uh, just focusing on talking with my mom. <laughs> so <laughs> uh, we'll be doing that in just a second, but first, I got to mention our sponsors. We got two really great sponsors specifically for this week, special sponsors. The first one is, of course, Daisy Quest. That's right, an actual play TTRPG set in a South Asian mythology inspired universe built by star GM Jasmine, that bronze gold buller, with a stellar cast that includes critical role darling Anjali Bamani, who's also on Dimension 20, Dimension 20 darling Rekha Shankar, who's also on Dimension 20, and two more darlings, me, who's also been on Dimension 20, and Sandeep. Uh, <laughs> our other uh, sponsor is, of course, you. That's right. It's you. Uh, thank you so much for helping us out. Uh, head over to patreon.com slash effinfunny, E-F-F-I-N-F-U-N-N-Y. We've got multiple tiers for contributions for $5 a month. You get to play with us during our after show on Twitch for $10 a month. We sing your name in the credits. That's going to be me today. I have my guitar singing right next to me. And we've got a ton more on there. So go ahead and check that out. If you want to support Daisy's just doing cultural stuff and creative stuff, uh, and you want to help us keep the ABCD lights on, head over to patreon.com slash funny. So with that business out of the way, should we get started? Does that sound good, Mom? Yes, honey. Great. <laughs> Great. Uh, so we are here to talk about being a Daisy parent uh, in America, uh, which you have some experience with. Is that correct? Yeah, seeing as all three of you were born here in this country and I'm Daisy, <laughs> I think one could say safely. <laughs> so that fits all the categories. Uh, let me ask this. Uh, was it a conscious decision? Because well, you moved from India to England. Mm -hmm. Was it a conscious decision to not have children in England that you were like, we're going to go to the States? No, not really. I was just okay. uh, waiting for the right person to have children with, if that makes sense. <laughs> but who wasn't an American? <laughs> I need to clarify. Who was not an American? It's a British Pakistani man. Yeah. So wait, you and dad, were you like, we were, did you have plans to raise a family in England or uh, were you like, we'll probably go to the States if we're going to have like a house and stuff? Um, I don't know, because every time I say something, you kind of go, mom, really? Mm -hmm. So I have mm -hmm. to be kind of careful how I put it. That's what the people but, want. Um, let's let's get know, on the front page of Reddit. Let's go. The, re <laughs> the really answer. Okay. Uh -huh. So, um, it's all about timing, right? It, it, uh, Dad had the freedom to um, kind of establish his career 
and right. do all the things that he really wanted to do. And and seeing that he had already lived here in Texas before mm-hmm. and stuff like that, he, he was very familiar. I mm-hmm. wasn't. And my reluctance was that it was going to put me several hours farther away from my family either way I looked at it. Right. Uh, whether right. I lived in New York or whether mm-hmm. I lived in um, in the West Coast, as it turned out, in my uh, very younger days, I used to always aspire to go live in Canada. Okay. Um, in Canada? I have no in Canada. And I have no idea why now. I can't even recall. <laughs> I like that as time has passed, you've been like really soured on Canada. <laughs> no, other than, other than being, uh, you know, uh, being alive and in, in Toronto when... Right. Leonard Cohen was alive because I'm a huge Leonard Cohen fan. Right. I was just like, oh my God, I want to go and have coffee where he has coffee and I want to walk around the streets he's walked on the streets. Uh You know, that's that's fandom, right? I mean, that's what you do. Yeah. But but it didn't work out. It worked out. Uh, It all came together Mm -hmm. Um, when dad uh, and I came on a trip here. Okay. Okay. 87, I think. Yes, it was. Right. Um, Yeah. Dad just said, let's go to California. Mm -hmm. I said, why? And he says, because. And I said, that's a good enough reason. Let's go. (laughs) So so we did. And we actually started, we did a coast to coast trip. That was fantastic. Uh We started in New York, Uh met up with his friends and hung out in Long Island for a bit. And then Mm -hmm. we got on the plane, came clear across the country to mm-hmm. San Jose, California, and then rented a car from San, San Jose, went to Los Angeles, you know, okay. did the Disney thing that everybody does. And then we drove through the desert and everywhere. Wait, you went to Disney when you were first visiting here? Like Disneyland? Yes. In 87? Everybody has to do that. Did yeah. you, because you haven't been back since, right? No, I have been back once. You were a few months old okay. when your uncle came here with his boys uh-huh. and we promised the boys that we They're would take them. So we took is your it, cousins. Okay, so not to derail going to the desert, but real quick, is there a particular reason as to why you, after, like for now uh, uh, 30-something years, you've been like, I'm not going to Disneyland. Like for half the age of Disneyland, you've been like, I'm not going back to the park. Mm-mm. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's nothing like that. I just don't have the kind of craze that you guys have okay. for going there because uh-huh. to me it hasn't changed or it doesn't change. Right. Um, and I'd kind of like gone past that stage, you know, um, I was kind of like approaching my thirties. So I was just like, eh. okay. <laughs> I am there, done that. <laughs> okay. But like, <laughs> That's very funny for you to be like, I'm not like you guys. Anyway, I was in my 30s. I was growing out of this. I was maturing and getting on to my life. No, you say listen, to, to me, someone who I had an annual pass. I have friends in the 60s. I have friends that are 67 yeah. that would go to Disney twice a year. Yes. Twice a year? I used to go. I used to go once a week. Why? <laughs> Because the annual pass honestly was cheaper than therapy. That was kind of the reason that we said that we would go once a week. It's great. Yeah. It's great. Would well, you be open to going here, uh, speaking on the internet and on this podcast? Would you be open to to trying it again 30 years later? 
Um, I would uh, because now I've learned how to dress for um, the roller coasters and things. Because I coming see. from England, yes, one does not go on roller coasters with a skirt on. That is that makes sense. The that dumbest sense. thing that one can do, because then uh, it just goes on your face, and then you can't see where you're going. That makes sense. Yeah, you do want to get too much information. On... <laughs> I also want to see the attractions around me. I completely agree. Uh, will, will, isn't is it an, an incentive to tell you that they took out Splash Mountain? <gasps> I like that. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> <laughs> they did. That's yeah. sad. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not. It's it's <laughs> it's like. <laughs> It had it, it. It was kind of uncomfortable. There were uh, we we kind of got rid of some stuff that needed to get rid of, uh, and we up we're upgrading it. I'm saying it like I run the park. We're upgrading it to Princess and the Frog. Princess and the Frog. Yeah. Or it, Fog. Yeah. Uh, okay, I want you to tell me right now. What do you think the movie Princess and the Fog would be? <laughs> please, please explain <laughs> to me what Princess and the Disney's Princess and the Fog would be. What would that film be? Uh, princess in the Fog would be this princess who has this image of a prince Ooh. that she she absolutely desires. Hey, wait, stop. Is somebody going to steal my idea? Literally no one, no one's allowed to right now. <laughs> We're all on strike. This is so sad. Okay, okay. So, so far you've so, got a princess has an idea of a prince. <laughs> yeah, she has like this, you know, image of, of a prince in her yeah. mind. And she's like, she's looking for him everywhere amongst people and amongst, you know, other, uh, I don't know, training schools, like, you know, training to be a warrior or something. Okay. But she's looking okay. for this prince. And, and get this, she goes into this, uh, you know, foggy evening. She's just strolling through this street. Going for a walk. Mm -hmm. Sure. And um, what time period is this, comes... by the way? Huh? What time Where period is this? Is this? Yeah. Time, any time period you want it to be, I don't so it mind. Could, it could be I'm like, just, uh, I'm just interested the in the. Uh, it could be nineties. Okay. Could be okay. A little earlier than that, maybe even. Okay, so eighty-seven when you were visiting the states. Yeah, okay. and then she's walking around, and all of a sudden, her foot gets stuck in a hole, and then in the ground, and then she's like, "Help! I can't get out." And and she realizes that it's, it's all foggy uh -huh. and there's no uh -huh. one around to rescue her. And she goes and she says, looks skyward and she says, I will never find my prince. And just uh -huh. then, guess what happens? He, da -da -da, uh, uh -huh. This prince arrives okay. and he says, are you in distress, my lady? And she says, yes, I am. And could you help me? Uh -huh. And he says, I will absolutely, and then he bends down, and uh -huh. he, you know he just unwedges her like foot out of the hole and stuff, and he just gives it a good rub and says, "Is that good?" And if she was like me, smart, she would say, "No, I can't walk. You'll have to carry me." So, I see. Do you see where it's going? The fog came in handy. <laughs> <laughs> Is that is that the full run of the two hour film or uh, is that the opening? Uh, no, that's kind of two thirds. <laughs> I think it's great. I mean, Lord of the Rings is mostly walking. I don't see why this movie can't be yeah, mostly walking true. in fog. That's very or, true. You know, like, 
It's one of those I'm filmed in real time kind of kind of movies. So like, she's stuck in that hole in real time, and you're experiencing yeah, every moment. Because it, it, if it was a third, then she could say he would say, "My lady, you look very famished. What are you hungry?" Mm -hmm. And she says, "I am because I was stuck in the forest and I have nothing to eat." And he right. would say, "Let me take you to my cottage. I have a fresh deer. I just." hunted or something okay and she would say but i'm a vegetarian right is it this he is wanted to extend it oh <laughs> he i wanted see. to extend if we it needed to stretch yes. yes yes if we needed to to make sure there was more time and then um, she would be reward see she would just fall for him and then the next day all the soldiers will arrive from her father's kingdom right. and they would go back and report to the king that this nice young man rescued your daughter and he would command him to come over and then he would say ask me for anything you want for saving my daughter's life and uh -huh. he would say sire i only desire your daughter's hand in marriage <gasps> how sweet is that <laughs> you're hired you know, that's great i i well can't can't be hired right now because Portland. If all the writers yeah, are striking, so you're not you're not hired currently. Oh no. yes, Omar, yes. please. So well, if it's if it's, are you open to this being animation? Oh yeah, it could be. Okay. Yeah, then it we could might be animated. Be going with tag. Yeah, uh -huh. it could be it could be a puppet show. Like we oh. used to watch. <laughs> yeah, I, I'll hit Netflix. Yeah, it's a marionettes and do a string show. Yeah. I'll Remember the, the little zoo that we yeah. had? Mm -hmm. I mean, 3D is not really taken off the way we thought it would. Maybe we should pivot to marionettes. It's going to save us okay. so much money on casting. I, I really like this idea. <laughs> um, <laughs> incredible. I'm so happy okay, you so, do. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's talk about, in terms of like, you know, movies and stuff like that, which is all part of culture and, you know, puppet shows. Uh, I want to ask you, when we were growing up as kids, me and my two younger siblings, uh, and we lived in the suburbs in San Jose, did you feel that there was a culture clash? Like, did you feel like you wanted to raise us more Daisy, less Daisy? You wanted us to not take in certain parts of American culture. What was kind of your experience with that? Um. <clears throat> You know, I've said this so many times before, I'll uh -huh. reiterate, my whole philosophy of raising mm -hmm. you guys is first is your own image, your own self image mattered a lot to uh -huh. me. Um, mm -hmm. If you identified as a Brit, I would have found a way to take you back there and, you know, put you in a boarding school if you wanted to be, or I would have stayed there. The hell of a pitch. I, I would yeah. have stayed there with with the kids that wanted to grow up Brits, which Got is it. why we put you in the International Baccalaureate. Because right. once we realized that you had a way with words, we were like, he should go to Cambridge. <laughs> Get the hell there. out of America. <laughs> but no, this just... one can talk. Yeah. Yeah. Was, so you... So there, so there was an association you had with England uh, that you were like, it's this, what about Daisy culture? Because we, I don't recall growing up super, like, as 
Indian as like some other people that I know or like other family members. But I do feel like there's a bunch of stuff that we did that I thought was everyday American. Everyone in this country does it. And it turned out that it was like specific to Indian culture. So did you want to be like, here's how Indian things happen? Or were you like, this is, I'm just going to craft my own like melting pot culture of like uh, general American stuff, general Indian stuff, Californian values, English values. What was like your thought process through that of like what you were going to introduce to the house? Uh, again, I, it was a bit of this, bit of that. I wanted uh -huh. you to be able to converse with your grandma when you went mm -hmm. back to England. Okay. We, we did prayers. So you mm -hmm. understood that when you arrived in England and there was a certain requirement and you need the you knew the etiquette at least you know okay i see so yeah with the idea of like interacting with family like being prepared for situations right right Got right it. and and the, the because the funny thing was hold on my earbud is falling out um <laughs> this, <laughs> so anyways um because the thing of it was that um i grew up amongst look I speak five languages. Need I right. keep reminding you? So what happens <laughs> is that. <laughs> so sorry, I'm sorry. I, I'm not, you know, saying this nicely, but I should say it nicely that it was purely because, as kids, we respected everybody's cultures as we went from home to home to visit our friends, and stuff. Right. If we did not know how to greet our friends as parents in their vernacular or their mother mm -hmm. tongue, as we say in in Queen's English. Or now right. King's English, um, we uh, we were considered rude. You know, if we went to somebody's right. house and we said, "Hello, Uncle, um, uh, I'm here to play with your daughter," um, that wouldn't cut it. You know, you uh -huh. would you would be courteous and you would say, you know, in their language, say if they were Punjabis, you know, you'd go there and you say, "Namaste, Auntie," and all this kind of stuff, or if they offered you food, you know, you wouldn't say, oh, we're Bengalis, we don't need this, you know, that kind right. of stuff, it, it wouldn't happen. So that's the kind of stuff, um, the kind of philosophy I raised and credit to your dad. I mean, he was uh -huh. really, he was really generous in letting me do these kind of things. He, he never interfered. Um, I always consulted him. And if he said, yes, you know, we did it as a whole family. If he said no, right. then then he, you know, didn't do it and we did it. Um, right. Likewise, you know, when you traveled to Chicago and we had exposure to all different, different denominations of Bengalis, not just Bengali as an in Indian Bengalis, there are Bangladeshi people and other, you know, people from other regions that maintained. So yeah, however, all that said, we did not have as much exposure um, to the Indian slash Bengali culture because of dad's friends and their companies. So we right. had to make room for that, you know, so. So yeah, so I think you guys did well to honor that. Thank you. I respect uh, you guys for it, yeah. What, were there any, and, and you can, this show is mostly like a gory show, so don't worry about getting in trouble uh, with the homeland. Are, uh, were there any aspects of Indian culture that you did not want us to absorb? Were there any expectations that you thought were like archaic uh, or problematic in any way that you were like, I'm not introducing my children to this. 
because um, I don't like we, for example, I, like I don't remember ever growing up with any idea of like what the caste system was until like I was much older. Like I never got that sense of like a taxonomy of importance societally within people until we went to India, I think for the first time that I was like old enough to be like, wait, what is this? And how does this work? Um, so yeah, were there any things in Indian culture that you're like, we're not touching this. <laughs> this isn't like things from your childhood that were like, you were like, I'm not, I'm not doing this. My kids are not going to experience this or learn about this in this way. Mm -hmm. I've been waiting for a long time to answer this, <laughs> to answer this question. <laughs> well, <laughs> Well, thank, the well, thank you, Sandeep and Delvin, for answering the answer on the tip of my tongue. I was just like, whoa, I want to say this. Okay, so <laughs> can I just say that? It was male chauvinism. I absolutely okay. abhor male chauvinism. Sure, if somebody, sure. If somebody, even even when remotely, I was a child and I was a younger right. person and, and he was my uncle and he was, you know, probably much older than my dad even or whatever and very learned person but then you know they had that weird way of talking to you and right. kind of like like you know i'm your uncle respect me hell no i see i will right. respect <laughs> you if you prove yourself you know yeah so so i had that barometer people had to uh -huh. measure up to my my kind of uh, uh graph or whatever so yeah if uh, if you respected me i respected you back i mean you've heard the stories about my sister's wedding right i mean i think there so. was like this yeah there was some chaos about there like oh why this and that you know it's like no mm -hmm. it's the girl's happiness it matters and it matters the most yeah. and yeah. um who are you guys i mean you know you don't pay for my food bills my dad does and right. um but it, it's you know a lot of it is they are not even aware of it which is really pathetic and very sad right. mm -hmm. because they they feel like they're doing the right thing by you they're like oh you know you guys have become too american or too foreign you know because dad used to travel a lot um abroad and they mm -hmm. would say mm -hmm. oh yeah 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 you bring those ideas back home and look at your children why does she have to take off archery? She doesn't need to do archery. She's an Indian kid. It's like, right. yeah, so what? Indian Maharani's and the goddesses used to do archery and sword swordmanship, sword personship, you know. Yeah. They yeah. knew how to do all of that. So so, so I learned all you, of that too. So I don't know if we talked about this. And, and and then we'll come back to I think like the the main sort of core of what you're saying, but like really quickly, uh is it you were so you did archery. Didn't you also do like sharpshooting? Target shooting. Target shooting. And were you like an Olympic? Uh, uh, like you could have gone to the Olympics or something. I I was in National Cadet Corps, which is uh -huh. yeah, and I did um, this score very very well. And they used to always try to convince my mom uh -huh. because that was easier. To deal with mom wasn't so they would always be like um can we take her for tryouts can we take her for tryouts she could really go on a national level you know and um my mother would be i don't know i don't think so um, uh -huh. they were like can we speak to your husband she goes no you're talking to me and <laughs> i'm just telling you and you know that my mom wasn't a big woman she was just a little person and right and not very demure and very um like 
quiet and you know but once in a while she'd she'd just like bring out the fire and she'd just turn around and say why you don't think i'm capable of making a decision for my daughter something like <laughs> right. that you know and then they would all be like because bengalis by nature are supposed to be very gentle people okay you know so we we kind of people assume that if you're bengalis you know you're going to be very demure and mm-hmm, light mm-hmm. and stuff well i grew up with the punjabis and stuff and i was i was a tough kid so <laughs> it's just like yeah but i mean that is something i really do enjoy um i did enjoy it immensely and i was like i wish i could but then yeah. i found other things you know i found theater and that just kind of like yeah okay never mind i can do right. theater and make a name for myself you know let so, me ask the big stereotypical question that is done to death but uh we can it's if it's not done to death we can kill it here and now uh your children turned out to be uh uh in reverse order of age um like an art gallery owner and uh professional magic the gathering player uh a national park ranger and a craftsman uh, and a professional D and D player. Um, those are not necessarily traditional jobs when you think of like raising Indian family. Did you did you ever have the expectations of that like engineer doctor sort of like old like nineteen eighties sort of joke version that while we all are just like no one thinks that anymore. So many of my friends are all you know engineers um or you know and developers uh, or doctors did you ever feel that pressure to us uh to put that onto us was it like a a conscious decision to like avoid that language in the house Mm, let me answer that with another question are you a happy human human being yeah i mean in terms of my creative life uh in terms of how much money i make (laughs) it's a struggle but uh (laughs) but in terms of being creatively fulfilled uh, and having no regrets about the decisions that I've made sort of professionally, uh, Mm -hmm. I would say yes. Like I would say that I can, I've worked, the closest I've come to a quote unquote normal job is a marketing job and I couldn't do it. (laughs) I kept, I kept trying to re uh, create all their systems and improve them. And I couldn't do things the way they were established (laughs) and I was told to do. Um, So yeah, I would say yes. I feel very much like myself. Uh, with so I've done my job. I've done my job. <laughs> I've given you my answer. You've answered it for me. <laughs> let me tell you, let me tell yeah. you, when people would come to me um, after your gate teacher, remember Ms. Uh, Schaefer? Gifted and talented education, yeah. Good. I mean, God bless her. She was just so amazing. Mm-hmm. And she would come to me and she goes, do you know what a joy it is to have him in my class and I would say, oh, really? And she'd go, why do you say, oh, really? I said, no, I'm just asking. Because he's such a dour goes, presence in the house. <laughs> <laughs> so happy to get him off the schools and get away from yeah. him for a little bit. You know the worst part of my day? <laughs> <laughs> no, but you know what? Let me say this also, and I have thanked you before, uh-huh. and I'm not doing it because I'm on your show. I am <laughs> okay. saying it because I truly am thankful for um, the way you would um, you would take things on and take them 
to 100% and beyond. Uh-huh. And and it was it was something that you truly were, um, how shall I say it, um, dedicated to and, uh-huh. and gifted to also. Uh-huh. Um, and we never, as parents, we never said you had to do something, even if you hated it. Um, if you wanted to do something and you were not capable of, then as parents, we provided you that, um, opportunity and that, Uh um, incentive, you know, to, um, to see if we could entice you into going that way, but we would never consider forcing you. Um, I mean, we, we think that your middle brother is an excellent engineer, excellent mm-hmm. engineer. He's got mm-hmm. this such a divergent thinker and and he can just like, you know, you give him some solute problem and then in the morning he's like, Okay, here's the solution. And I was like, Why did you not switch off your light last night? All night it was, you know, <laughs> burning all the all night. He goes, I was working on this problem. So you're working on this problem. So, you know, as parents and and I like I say you know I we are good partners your dad and I in that sense mm-hmm. that we we were in unison if even if I did not agree with some things he was saying you know I, I take it on away from you guys but um you know uh, <laughs> I'd be like oh you're supposed to say this we are his parents you know <laughs> and he'd be like oh because because he was like that and grandpa was like that uh-huh. grandpa you know don't forget that grandpa was like Hey, I brought you to a land of opportunity. You guys are on your own. Make it or break it. Right. Right. You know, and and th- that's kind of like uh, is in the genes, you know, of of the family that you are given an opportunity. It's up to you. You know, you you're going to make it or you're going to not make it. So. So are you saying for you, it was more of a case of there's no confines does that make sense like it's not even a it's not a rebellion against like the stereotype it was like if you want to do this thing great if you don't and you want to do this thing great see we were we were all um yeah i think it in my family i can speak for my family more than i can dad's but as uh-huh. much as i know because I, I was a good friend with your grandma i was always chatting with her and she would you know confide in me and she would tell me all these wonderful stories about how grandpa opened a school um for these people because when grandpa was um repatriated from india Mm-hmm. And he was given like 120 acres of land or something middle of nowhere and said, okay, this is your land, make, make whatever you will out of it. Mm-hmm. Well, he made a citadel out of, you know, that deserty barren thing. He built a school. He used to get magazines, American magazines for the kids to, you know, just do around. I mean, it, dad knows like all the aircrafts because grandpa was in Royal Air Force. All his brothers were in Royal Air Force, all the cousins and everybody, you know, so they know about, you know, all these aircrafts and then engineering was such a big deal. And and yet, you know, um, nobody went into engineering from three of our children. Yeah. Yeah. And that was okay with him. He was, you know, he didn't force anybody to go anywhere. But, you know, we understand and we see some of your friends are you know, big time entertainment attorneys and stuff and owning homes and things. 
you know, it's great. I, I love them equally, but it is for me, it mm -hmm. is, you know, the peace of mind and that joy of living, not I am having to do this because it is enforced on me. Right. Um, whether I can or not, you know, it's like, uh, do you recall the fight I had with uh, one of your <laughs> English honors teachers <laughs> in the middle school? <laughs> because she. Yes, Miss Bailey. Yes, I was gonna name her, but anyways, I'll say it. Miss Bailey, this is for you. This is for your viewers, well, or or listeners. Um, I never took her class. There was a teacher who thought Omar does not belong in English honors class in seventh right. grade, so she said, "Well, I can't have him because he doesn't qualify, even though you were coming for a gate student as a gate gifted and talented student from elementary school." So I wasn't going to throw, you know, the race card at her and stuff because at a certain time I decided that you were going to speak for yourself. Uh -huh. And I uh -huh. was just waiting for that opportunity because along came the Young Authors Book Fair. Guess whose book got the top prize? Then came the speech contest. Guess who got the, you know, award for it? And um, the In greatest ages, thing was, was William Shakespeare. Eighth, eighth grade English honors teacher came to me somewhere during middle of seventh grade and she says, I can't wait for your son to be in my class next year. And I said, and how would he go because he hasn't done seventh grade because it was a prerequisite you had to have done the seventh mm -hmm. grade to have gone to the eighth grade. So she said, she looked at me and she said, um, I want him in my class. And I said, so I'm hearing you say, your lips are saying something, but I'm hearing you say that you will make it happen for him. She said, yes. And I said, I just said, you're the best and you belong in, you know, the hall of famous teachers. You don't belong. <laughs> Seriously, I mean, Miss Lawler, God bless her. Even now, every time she steps in that office, she walks up to me and she'll say, what's my boy doing these days? Tell me about him. Oh, you know, it's so, so adorable that she still follows your career and she follows what everything when you were selected 50 most interesting people, you know, from UCSB, she was the one person I called and I said, Miss Lawler, you've got to hear this. And she said, I mean, I got goosebumps when I'm talking about it. And she was just like, <laughs> I could have told you that. Why am I surprised? And right. she said, I'm not surprised at all. I, she said, I knew he had a place and he had a place. And we we're like, great. That's, that's, that's sometimes you have to just leave it there. And, you know, it's better to retire on a high note than to drag it down <laughs> to a point where it's like, eh. I don't know what happened. We should have just left it, you know, way back there. Right. So, right. yeah. So, yes, I, I, you know, I could have pushed you guys to be someone that you perhaps would have been, could have been, should have been, mm -hmm. but I'm not a woulda, coulda, shoulda person. I'm just like, you know, enjoy it. And that's how I was. I mean, I, I did all the crazy stuff uh, and everybody was like, oh, she was, she, he should have done that. I wanted to go to Indian Film Institute in Pune, which was very new at that time. And 
the reason that was given to me that I couldn't go there was I had to go by myself and they could uh -huh. not permit a young child to go by. I mean, I wasn't a young child. I wasn't a young adult, you know, that I could not have gone. So I said, all right, I'll just uh, leave and go live in England. So, <laughs> yeah. there you go. but, but um... anyway, I mean, and you know what, here's the thing. I, all these things said, I always say, everybody has a, a path that they, you know, carve for themselves. They walk the walk, you know, some do talk the talk, don't do walk the walk. But mm -hmm. for me, it was like, I just was different. I mean, I, I don't know, Amir calls it neurodivergent or something these days. I mean, it's like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it was divergence, but it was neural, right? But <laughs> it's just like, but anyways, I don't mind. I mean, you know, we are friendly and we're allowed to say things in our home, at least we say, we speak openly. If you couldn't speak in your own home, where could you? You could say it outside and get beaten up. I mean, <laughs> that would be the wrong message to give to your child that go outside and, you know, just say whatever crap you want to say and then be like, whoa, <laughs> why did you come home with a black eye? <laughs> because I said something, the guy didn't like it, so he punched me. Right. So anyway, that's that. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's a very, I'll ask, uh, I'll definitely ask a question around that off, because uh, that note is a, <laughs> a pretty big one to end on. Um, uh, uh, but first, something I should probably should have asked earlier. Um, did you unplug your headphones? Because <laughs> I can hear a little echo. <laughs> did I, did I do what? Unplug your headphones? Unplug? No, one of them came off a little bit. Maybe that's why. Hold on. Oh, no. Sorry, it did come off. Mr. Soundcheck Man is supposed to say something to me. Telvin, you got to make a card. You were it was you were telling an excellent story, and I didn't want to interrupt, interrupt you during it. So I've just been mitigated by like trying to like when Omar saying something, just like muting you for the stream for a second, then unmuting when you go back, so that it's mostly you only Omar hearing the echo. But yeah, Delvin, we're just for a good you're moment. a sweetheart. You're treating me like a mother should be treated <laughs> on Mother's Day. God bless you, child. <laughs> so let me ask. It, to sort of like address and wrap up the uh the day itself the holiday in a way but not to make it so pointed or limited in scope in the spirit of everything that you've said it's been it's been antithetical to that it's all been it's not about restrictions it's not about labels that's the thing we talk a lot about on the show being away and outside from feeling confined and not being like uh, culture is a thing that squeezes you into a box. If you have labels, those are things that emancipate you and that inform you. It's not anything to make you just one way or the other. It's something you get to celebrate. So I'm going to ask you a question that is outside like the specifics of like Mother's Day. Um, mm -hmm. And this is just you as a person, like not even specifically my mom, but just you as a person. Uh, there is a lot of reconnecting going on right now with us emerging from uh, the enforced quarantine mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh and and trying to re-socialize trying to start uh new relationships whether those are romantic or not uh friendships or business relationships um so i'm gonna ask you this question how do you how do you 
show, share, and foster love with other people. What do you think is your specific way that you let people know that you love them and that you care about them? Mm, that's a heavy question. <laughs> but, no, it's kind of I weighted, guess we can right? go back to Princess in the Fog. Do you PG-13 no, 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 rated no, no, R? No. What do you think? So leave the fog yeah. alone. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> because no, wait. I did what I didn't tell you was I'm in dad's office and the the fog was so beautiful earlier on. So I it was easy for me to spin that story, oh you know, goodness, the, the fog. I could yeah. visualize it, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> okay. So the question was, what now? <laughs> <laughs> so attentiveness is maybe something we can strike off that list. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. I got it. I got it. I recalled it. I recalled it. I recalled it. Sorry. I got distracted by please, the princess please. in the phone. So the thing is, you, you have to value people in your life, right? Mm -hmm. And my personal you know, theory is, if I value you, I am with you. Right. Okay. And if I don't value you, you can be a person of really high stature with a lot of money and fancy cars or whatever, you're still an asshole for me. So <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm not supposed to say that maybe oh, I'm sorry. You didn't hear it. <laughs> nope, it's on the internet. It's out there. Yeah. Okay, good. <laughs> no, but anyways, what I'm saying is, um, if I value a person uh -huh. and for any reason that person was sick or whatever, I would do whatever that person needed uh -huh. to nurture them and right. to care for them. Mm -hmm. It is not about, um, anything else at that point. It is mm -hmm. about the fact that you care for them. And, um, just recently, uh, there was a friend and, um, they were, they were diagnosed with something and mm -hmm. their partner said that, uh, they had thought that, um, they should speak, they should say something because they saw something uh -huh. and, and it is like that, you know, it is like, if it is something you can help them with, um, mm -hmm. then I think you should rise up to it and mm -hmm. do it. But do not be foolish. Do not do it in a way that you are harming yourself, that you render yourself useless mm -hmm. for yourself, others, or um, how shall I put it? Even a second occasion, if with the same person, God mm -hmm. forbid, you know. So, so yeah, I mean, you know, I, I went to nursing school and I went to, I got my degree and I was, you know, uh, in a dilemma whether I wanted to go into midwifery because I love delivering babies and I love babies and stuff. Or do I want to just go to accident emergency, which was high action. I mean, that's like high octane, high right. adrenaline thing. And, uh, and back home those days, all senior nurses went in the ambulance with the drivers, yeah, with the, uh -huh. the, the crew. So that was, that was really amazing. And actually it's, Art that you would say it was all happening about the time that AIDS was happening uh -huh. in England and world around mm -hmm. the world. And, um, so yeah, I mean, there were, there were patients that came in and they would not be, 
it there was a lot of ambiguity about their right. diagnosis and they were perhaps in in isolation unit or something we didn't ask questions yeah uh, we took the oath to to care for the the individual and uh, we would just nurture them and care for them uh, however uh, if it was something that we you know uh, i mean i i don't want to sound really grandiose about the whole thing okay. but you know when i was i was only about 13 when i wanted to go and meet mother teresa in right mm -hmm. and and i that was the thing. And everybody said, oh, no, 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 girls go, go, don't go work in leper colonies and stuff, you know. Um, why not? I mean, you know, they need help, too. So uh, that, that was the kind of philosophy I had. And I still have. And I would, yeah. I would do it in a heartbeat, you know, if somebody needed my help. And I knew that they had something that you know, was not, uh, I don't know how to put it, perhaps it was contagious. Mm -hmm. It would not stop me. Right. It would not stop me. So I, uh, yeah. you know, we, we used to end the show uh, and, and we still do when we have um, episodes that are promoting um, a cause uh, and bringing attention to something. Uh, we end the show uh, with like compliments <laughs> to one another. Um, and uh, what I will say is, because you've been very complimentary this episode, so I will, I will just pay this back to sort of like wrap this up. Uh, one thing I've always admired about you is that you do act, like actionably care about people. It, I know a lot of folks who do care about people. You find ways to do things that care about, you know, for the people you care about or to care for people. And I don't just mean this in a way where it's like, uh, especially with like femme presenting people in society, there's like an expectation. It, it's not that. Like you, your profession has always been helping people. Anything you volunteer to do is like teaching art classes or assisting uh, people. Anytime you do something, it is to better the folks around you or whatever you're doing you know, naturally and organically betters the people around you. Uh, and so that's a compliment that I wanted to pay to you on this day um, that I think is a really great way to piggyback off of sort of that last thing you said, which it is uh, doing things to, to help people and not in a time that you're going to get a whole lot back necessarily. It's not transactional. It's just that you care about people. And I think that's great. So I want to thank you so much for joining us this week uh, on this over? episode. That's the it. Show's yeah. over? The show's what? over. I'm so sorry. It's a it's a tight <laughs> podcast. We run a real tight ship here. I say as we started ten minutes late. <laughs> started Are ten minutes before... late. Took twenty minutes to get into the actual podcast. It was pre stream, but you know. Well, uh, that's well... all my fault. You can blame it on me. <laughs> Is I I have a suggestion. Okay. <laughs> I have a suggestion. This and is the part of the podcast is, where we get feedback, is, yeah. Yes, yes, uh -huh, feedback. Uh -huh. Very good. Um, there's still some time for Christmas to come. So you guys Fair. can perhaps put together a, a briefcase for me with my, with with my laptop. 
in my, my oh, own. Oh, you want a you want a remote the recording studio? That don't echo back. Okay. <laughs> you want a voiceover booth? You want us to send you a voiceover booth? I see. Oh, I'm I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> but I am I'm very I'm very blessed that you guys um, can laugh with me. I am mm-hmm. really thankful to God that we as a family are just so wacky and you know my niece sent me and i my niece knows which one it is Uh i'll try to do this without crying because it is just so beautiful she when when she wants to pay pay me an ultimate compliment Uh she'll say just stay weird and you know to me Uh that is like such a high honor because I, most people won't get what she means by that because right. by being weird i have achieved so much in my life and mm-hmm. being able to give it to people mm-hmm. being able to receive it and don't uh-huh. that goes hand in hand because you can't just say i'm just a giver i don't like receiving right if you cannot receive you cannot open your heart to people and if you cannot do that, you cannot be a good giver. You're not one of the, you know, it's like, okay, there, there are gazillion examples of, you mm-hmm. know, how to, how to be a giver. But um, that compliment on this Mother's Day was just something. It was just so sweet and so adorable because the way I was, the way uh-huh. I have been, and the way I continue to be, mm-hmm truly is weird to a lot of people right <laughs> and and to me it's not it's just me uh-huh. take it or leave it so i'm yeah. glad that you guys take it i love you all so dearly and i love your dad the most i mean without <laughs> that man no seriously seriously i mean yeah. i'm not saying because it's father's day it's my day and i can yeah. hog it all yeah. if i want to but, <laughs> but i'm giving you know the thing and Neville, Mr. Neville, you still owe me Happy Mother's Day greeting. <laughs> I, there was another segment I was prepared for, and we didn't get to it. So Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> Excuse me, did you say something, Delvin? I didn't hear. Wow! Oh! Wow! <laughs> <laughs> the shade! Oh my God! What is what is that echo? <laughs> I love you, sweetheart. I have not met you, and I cannot wait to meet you. (laughs) We just have so much fun. I'm telling you, you're the you're the best, Mark. Yeah, we'll make a huge cauldron of gumbo and just (laughs) have a great time. You know, and we'll have a nice we'll have a nice cauldron of hot orange juice. Yeah. Would be good. Yes. Folks, this has been our show. Thank you so much for joining us. We want to give a quick shout out to our sponsors. The first sponsor is Daisy Quest, a TTRPG that stars Sandeep and me and some other folks that you will like. It's going to be awesome. It's coming out soon. If you want updates, go to daisyquest.com, D-E-S-I-Q-U-E-S-T.com to sign up for that mailing list, and you'll get up-to-the-minute news about the show. Our other uh, sponsors are you wonderful folks, uh, our Patreons. And uh, Sandeep usually sings a little song, but instead, I'll be doing the honors. So, I don't know what chord he actually plays. <laughs> so I'm going to play my favorite, which is C slash G. The last people I'd like to thank 
of the Patreons who put money in our bank, which includes Joshua Ryan, Tall, BM, Carlo, Wuzak, Benjamin Lowe, Hunter P. Brown, Miranda Hollinger, Vaden, Michael Long, Christina Romero, Danny's Corner, Raylan Fox, Selena B., Nervous Rex, Sarah H., Grassy, Santa Cruz, Doteca Couplet, Ali Ali Oxenfree, John Lee Yang, Little Bug, and the thing about this last guy, he's got a, he's got a gorgeous face, the sexiest man in Ohio. His name is the real Brandon Pesa. <laughs> the show is produced. I uh, thank you. Let's make that list even longer. Uh, and because Sandy will have to do it next time. The show is produced by Diego Now The sound. The show's technical director and sound designer is now canonically Mr. Soundcheck Guy. The show's executive producers are Sandy Parikh and Anand Shah. This is edited by Sean Meager. Our music is by Harshal Sasodia, Josvir Singh, and Malik Zaveri. This has been an F and Funny production. <laughs> On behalf of uh, me, Omar, and my our wonderful co-host, my mom, may your chuckers be aligned and smothered in chutney. There it is. There it is. Chat, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Uh, mom, I got some great comments about Princess in the Fog. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, people are in for Princess of the Fog. Also, apparently, Chad has cast me in the role of the Fog when we do this. Yeah, I would, I, uh, yeah there's no doubt about that. Uh, D-Man says, I have seen two bears on my drive home. All right. All right. It's two more than me. <laughs> hey, nobody sent any questions this time, huh? Or comments? Uh, no, we, got, we have some comments. I mean, we got, uh, this was amazing. Uh, by Ginger Chris. Um, let's see here. Let me scroll up. Template uh, um, says that uh, you have them beat by two languages. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, a joke Gollum complimented your tension building. So congratulations on that. Uh, Linda, Linda, Linda said, "I love your. Uh, I love her commitment to this plot <laughs> for your for in the fog." Um, Hey, they did frozen fog is just different weather. That's good. You're right. Hello. You're, you're <laughs> yeah. right. Um, we all uh, totally Terry says we all aspire to be Canadians now. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, so yeah, let's see. We'll uh, we'll see if any more pop up. Unfortunately, we're not going to be. Uh, are you, Delvin? Are you running something after this? Um. Think I'm running anything after this? Yeah, we'll we'll wait till Sandeep joins us uh, again for us to uh, to have some fun, um, and did and we'll you... make up for missing a week for sure. But was that mom? Did you share with Delvin that I had this idea of uh, invite having San Sandeep's mom and I in a team? And yes, you and Sandeep <laughs> in that team. Yeah, uh, we we could <laughs> a battle of the generations. <laughs> total generation off absolutely whichever whichever <laughs> absolutely um, yeah. well yeah I, it's gonna happen <laughs> it's gonna happen uh we'll definitely get you both on a show uh which will be absolutely wild so it'll be fun you know because like i was saying after the first uh show uh, i was yeah. what i took away from it was um how the synergy between you and me, you know, like we, I say things and you, you're already nodding, like, you know, yeah, where this yeah. is going. And that just was so beautiful. And, and it all, it always has been, you know, and, mm -hmm. and if people hear us, you know, like argue, 
Does this family like each other? It's, it's not the, the worst argument about. we've ever had. Uh, this is a very timid, <laughs> a timid Costco sample of. <laughs> yeah, no, seriously, seriously. I mean, yeah, we've had fun, but. Uh, in regards to the uh, Battle of the Generations, Dodeca says, please, please, please do that. Sounds amazing. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> very good. Uh, so folks, we'll wrap this out. We'll let you get back to your Sunday. Thank you again so much for joining us. Uh, and we'll be back with more Sandeep next time. <laughs> uh, have a wonderful week, everybody. And, uh, and again, hop in discord, chat with us over there. And, uh, mom, do you want to send a picture of your paintings? I'll post in the discord. Oh, I will. One of these okay. days. Yeah. Thanks. Oh, one of these days. All right. Well, everyone hang tight. <laughs> it might or might not happen. It's something wrong with your list. Wait. Real, no, real toss-up. I am in the Cambria house, so I yeah, tear up so, on the wall. I have to get up on the ladder and get them down. Oh, I mean, you can just take a picture from afar. It's up to you. Oh, You're the artist. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll do it. I'll do it. Actually, so, in, in fact, I'll do it and just send it to you before perfect. You know, we have to do the show and stuff. There so. we go. So great. Well, all right. Have a wonderful night, everyone. Have a wonderful week, and we'll talk to you in a little bit. All right.